Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Again, a lot, a lot going on. A lot going on in society. A lot going on in sport. That uh, I feel is going to have a, a, a direct response to how society is going to change. I'm really looking forward to the next three hours of this show, by the way. Um, what I'm hoping for and what I'm striving for in the next three hours is smart, opinionated, um, intelligent, passionate conversation. And I welcome you, even though you might not be somebody who calls into Sports Talk Radio. And that's okay. I filled in for Larry Hardesty last night. I had quite a few. First-time callers. Long-time listeners. What's going on in society right now and how it has really the, the interwoven into sport is fascinating. And it's important, and it's important that we have these conversations. And I know this is a sports talk radio show, but the events that have been taking place the last two weeks um, with the protests and George Floyd, and it's, it's, it's hit home in our sports world in a big way because now the NFL is involved. So... I'm really looking forward to the next three hours. I'm, I'm hosting from home. Um, so again, as I always like to start the show, if you hear dogs barking in the background, sorry, not sorry, it's my family. Um, and they're all hanging out with me on every Saturday afternoon that I'm hosting the show with you guys. Um, Ty is in the studio running the board and Kyrie is at home answering the phone. So the three of us are with you for the next three hours. And I want us to have, I want us to have just what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I, I, what I'm striving for at the end of these three hours is for you to walk away and, and be moved. Maybe, maybe we initiated a thought process or, or a caller may establish a thought process that, um, is different for you. Thinking outside the box sharing opinions outside the box, but being respectful. I think that's important. I think it's important. I want it for me and I want it for you. And I want it because I think it'll be helpful in regard to where we're at and where we're headed. Do we even know where we're headed? We've lined up a great show for you as well. Um, two of my favorite people on the planet um, are going to be joining us live. And that's Damian Woody is going to be joining us at 12.30. And Jim Trotter, who works for the NFL Network, um, is going to be joining us at 1.30. Um, two gentlemen who um, I think have a lot to say in regard to 
what has been going on um, and is well respected in our industry. And I'm 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 really excited to hear from them this afternoon. I had Ramona Shelbourne on with me yesterday, last night. Like I said, I was in for Larry Hardesty and had a conversation with her in regard to where the NBA is headed. Um, at least we've got a date on the calendar, right, in July as to when the players will start balling in Orlando, which is exciting. There's still a lot of things that need to be negotiated, and there's still a lot of things that need to be worked out. But um, I'm going to replay that interview for you uh, that I had with, with Ramona Shelbourne last night. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the next three hours. But, and I said this last week, you know, I'm not someone who typically sits down and writes and open to a radio show. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's something that we all did years ago, a decade ago. You know, that was the norm. Um, and for the second Saturday in a row, I've sat down and I've written an open just because I think it's really, really important where we are, the crossroads. And, and I just want to make sure that I get the right message out. Um, and I want to start the show strong. So here we go. Last night, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell closed out the week by admitting in a video that the league was wrong and how it was dealt with NFL player protests and police brutality and systemic racism over the past few years. It has been a difficult time for our country, in particular, black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. Extremely powerful stuff, considering that this is a man that works for the 32-plus NFL owners in the NFL, who a large percentage of them um, were very against the protests that we saw for the last three years, starting with Colin Kaepernick. Now, this video was a response to another video that a few NFL players released on Thursday. That video included Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Keep in mind, these are the faces. These are the strong faces that are going to be representing the NFL for years to come. That is important. In that video, the players asked the NFL to condemn racism, admit wrong in previous attempts to silence peaceful protest, a.k.a. Colin Kaepernick, 
and to affirm that black lives matter. Now, New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas was a key organizer of the video by the players, which he opened up with a statement. It's been 10 days since George Floyd, George Floyd was brutally murdered. Um, the players took turns then asking the question, what if I was George Floyd? And the video closed with the players insisting they will not be silenced. It's been 10 days since George Floyd was brutally murdered. How many times do we need to ask you to listen to your players? What will it take for one of us to be murdered by police brutality? What if I was George Floyd? If I was George Floyd? What if I was George Floyd? 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 I am George Floyd. I am Breonna Taylor. I am Ahmaud Arbery. I am Eric Gardner. I am Tamir Rice. I am Trayvon Martin. I am Walter Scott. I am. Michael Brown, I am Samuel Du Bois. I am Frank Smart. I'm Philip White. I am Jordan Baker. We will not be silenced. We assert our right to peacefully protest. It shouldn't take this long to admit. So, on behalf of the National Football League, this is what we, the players, would like to hear you state. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit wrong and silencing our players from peacefully protesting. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Now, keep in mind, Goodell repeated the words nearly verbatim in this video, along with, of course, we heard without black players, there would be no National Football League. Um. Goodell, let's be honest, Goodell did miss the boat in not mentioning Colin Kaepernick, who back in 2016 began kneeling, along with a few other NFL players during the national anthem, to call attention to racial injustice. Um, now, NFL owners, keep in mind, took the side of those who thought players should stand during the anthem because it was being perceived as a sign of disrespect for the flag. And if you recall, let's go back to May of 2018, uh, right after the NFL owners passed a rule that said players must stand for the anthem or stay in the locker room until it's over. The players insisted the demonstrations weren't about the flag at all, nor a statement of their patriotism, and grew angry that the original point was lost amid questions about the flag. Now, keep in mind, and I've heard this several times in the past few days, the American flag does not represent the same thing for minorities as it does for some others. Kaepernick was blackballed by the NFL, was never offered a contract after the 49ers released him following the 2016 season, and has been blackballed from the league for the past three years. Bleacher Report put out this Instagram the other day, and this was back in 2016, and this is from Colin Kaepernick. To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. If they take football away my endorsements from me, I know that I stood for something that is right, which was back in 2016. This week, Drew Brees was asked what he would think of players kneeled this season to protest the death of Floyd. Brees told Yahoo Finance, quote unquote, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag. Bree's reference of the flag rather than the death of Floyd resulted in backlash from dozens of players across multiple sports, not just NFL players, but more importantly, from teammates. One, a new team teammate made his way over from the Eagles, now with the Saints, and is one of the leaders of the Players Coalition, and that is Malcolm Jenkins. Drew Brees, if you don't understand how hurtful 
how insensitive your comments are. You are part of the problem. To think that because your grandfathers served in this country and you have a great respect for the flag, that everybody else should have the same ideals and, and, and thoughts that you do is ridiculous. And it shows that you don't know history. Because when our grandfathers fought in, for this country and served, and they came back, they didn't come back to a hero's welcome. They came back and got attacked for wearing their uniforms. They came back to people, to racism, to complete violence. And then here we are in 2020 with the whole country on fire. Everybody witnessing a black man dying at the hand, being murdered at the hands of the police with his just in cold blood for everybody to see. The whole country's on fire. And the first thing that you do is criticize one's peaceful protest. That was years ago when we were trying to signal a uh, 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 sign for help and signal for our allies and our white brothers and sisters, the people we considered to be friends, to get involved. It was ignored. And here we are now with the world on fire and you still continue to first criticize how we peaceful, how we peacefully protest because it doesn't fit in what you do and your beliefs without ever acknowledging that a fact that the man was murdered at the hands of police in front of us all and that it has been continuing for centuries that the same brothers that you break the huddle down with before every single game the same guys that you bleed with and go on a battle with every single day go home to communities that have been decimated again Malcolm Jenkins since since the response was so overwhelmingly negative to Drew Brees. Not only did he offer one, but two apologies in the past few days. And that, those two apologies, drew a response from President Donald Trump on Friday, who tweeted twice to say that the quarterback, being Drew Brees, should not have taken back his original stance on honoring the American flag, and that there should be no kneeling. This is where it it, it really got interesting last night. Because it went beyond Breeze's two apologies. He issued a lengthy response to Trump's criticism on Instagram on Friday night. Last night. And this is what it, it said. Through my ongoing conversations with friends, teammates, and leaders in the black community, I realize that this is not an issue about the American flag. It has never been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. We did this back in 2017, and regretfully, I brought it back with my comments this week. We must stop talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issues of systemic racial injustice and economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial and prison reform. We are, a cr- we are at a critical juncture in our nation's history. If not now, then when? As a white community, we need to listen and learn from the pain and suffering of our black communities. We must acknowledge the problems, identify the solutions, and then put this into action. The black community cannot do it alone. This will require all of us. And he he sent this message on, on Instagram directly to President Trump. 
So what happens now? There's a lot of questions. Words are one thing. And we heard what Roger Goodell had to say. Actions are another. How my, my questions moving forward and, I, and the conversation I'd like for us to have is, you know, are, is, is kneeling during the national anthem going to be okay now? Is the 2018 rule still going to be in place? Does Colin Kaepernick have a chance to return to the NFL? And what role we, we, we always try to keep politics out of everything. And a lot of times we look at sport and say, listen, sport is an escape from from politics and 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 where we are as a country and as a nation in regard to the divide of politics but now they're intertwined so how does politics play a role trump is up for re-election week nine of the nfl if the nfl season does start on time what if players are are kneeling how is that going to affect the 10 plus owners in the nfl that not only support trump but fund his campaign and at what point in time will we hear from those owners we heard from roger goodell apparently the reports are that the the players are going are working on another video that they want to release because they want to hear from the players where is where is all this headed what side of the line are the 32 teams and those owners going to stand on and what actions are nfl players and nfl fans going to see you're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We want to talk about the power in a movement. And Ty and Kyrie, I, I know we always have these conversations. I always rip you millennials all the time. Um, millennials are a big part of this, this, this change. Uh, they are, they are a big power, big part of this power movement. Um, you know, we've, we've seen protests time and time and time again. Um, and, and millennials and, and the generation that we're seeing, uh, step forward and come together hand in hand uh, has really been something. And so um, and so I, I really do commend that generation because it's, it's something we haven't seen in quite a while. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Bernie in upstate New York. Bernie, you're up. Hey, Anita. Thanks for taking my call. First of all, I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I think you're terrific. And I really give you a lot of credit for, you know, taking the time out of your show to to, to talk about this as to talk about, you know, some of the other less important sports items. And I would say this, and my opinion is this, is um, I think that, you know, black lives matter, and I think it's important for us to think about that. But I also think that, you know, I don't identify myself as a white American or a black American. I identify myself as an American, as a patriot. And I think that every time that something wrong happens, that it's not a white or black issue that as Americans we should say it's wrong. And whether it's against a black person or a white person or a yellow person or a red person, it doesn't really matter. It's wrong. And that just because it's against a black person that white people shouldn't be trying to defend that issue. It's wrong, period. And it's a right versus wrong issue a patriotic versus unpatriotic person issue. If you defend somebody who does something wrong based on their race, to me, that's un-American. It's unpatriotic. And I, I think that we all should be looking at this issue this way as opposed to 
whether the color of the person's skin is our color or somebody else's color. I, I don't want my children to ever look at another American as a black American or a white American. I want them to look at them as, as, as American, period. And people that do not support the right things, to me, are just, they're not my America. They're not the patriotic America that I want to be. And I don't want people to divide us by race, by color, by religion, but by who we are and what our values as a country should be. I I hear you, Bernie. Bernie, thank you for the phone call. Um, You know, I, I will say this. I feel really, really blessed that I grew up in Miami, Florida. Um. I don't believe that racism is something that you were born with. I think racism is something that is learned, learned within the home. And, um, and I was very, very blessed to not only grow up in a family, um, that was, uh, far from racist. Um, just to share a story with you, my, my grandfather at a very young age, growing up in Akron, Ohio, um, him and the family, Got in the, got in a, a vehicle to, uh, to go around town and sign, help sign the petition for Jackie Robinson to be able to play in, 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 in Major League Baseball. And, um, they accidentally knocked on the wrong door and a guy came out and started shooting at my grandfather and their family and his, his sister took a bullet in the calf. Thank God nobody was seriously injured. But these are the stories of my family. And I feel really blessed that I grew up in a family like that. And, and not only a family like that, but in a city like Miami, Florida, it's a melting pot. It's Team Benetton. It's, it's, uh, and, and, and I know that that's a big reason why I, I, I have the views that I do today and I am the person that I am today. So, Bernie, you're right. You know, I don't believe people are born racist. I think people are taught and, this movement and the protest and everything that we're experiencing right now is to change that process is to change what is being taught, not just in the home, but at school as well and change, change history, change, change the history lessons in regard to what is being discussed in school. That's important as well. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Quote unquote, this is not a black problem. He said this week, this is a white problem. This is an issue that we have to talk about and we can't sugarcoat it. We can't go back into our bubble. I had Damian Woody on just a a few minutes ago and uh, he said he'd like to hear he'd like to hear the owners, what the owners have to say. He wants the owners to put together a video, not just Roger Goodell, who represents the owners. I'm going to have Jim Trotter on with us um, at 1.30. That's appointment radio. He covers the NFL, works for the NFL Network. There's some reports out there that the uh, players are working on a second video to post uh, to request that the owners respond, because obviously the first one uh, definitely had Roger Goodell respond quite quickly. 800-919-3776. Let's go to our calls. Dominic in D.C., welcome in. Hey, how you doing, Anita? Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I, you know, to your, what you just said just now, um, I had a different point. But you shouldn't even have to ask the owners to, to make statements. I don't understand. You know, Roger Goodell came pretty, pretty quickly, but we shouldn't have to ask the owners who, you know, are in charge of 
dealing with all of these black players that are on these teams to, to make these statements. It should just be a, a willing thing. And um, as far as Roger Goodell's statements, he didn't even say Colin Kaepernick's name. He, he didn't even address the situation at the head, I don't feel like. I mean, I, I feel like he made a statement that was necessary, and, you know, we appreciate that as well as, you know, as the black community. But I feel like he didn't address it head on where he we didn't listen to Colin Kaepernick. We they listen like they listen to certain players on issues and that's why they have, you know, the coalition and things like that. But they didn't listen to Colin Kaepernick and that's the biggest problem that I have with his with his uh, statement. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with you. Thank you for the phone call. Um I, I think he should have mentioned Colin Kaepernick's name uh, in in the video. Not sure why he didn't. Uh, but but I'm with you. I, I, I think he should have. As I said, when we went to a break, I want to share this uh, this video slash audio with you. Uh, this is Michael Strahan. And again, um, if you haven't had the opportunity to see the video and you're, you're listening to the audio for the first time, um, no script here. Uh, just free flowing and, and from his heart. And, and I thought was a really powerful message. And so I want to share it for you now. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Strahan. And, um, you know, I... Just like you having same conversation with my friends and family about what's going on about the death of George Floyd and, and Maude Arbery and, and, and Breonna Taylor just continuously having a conversation over and over again that we continue to have too much. I don't get it. Don't understand it. Mad as hell about it because we continue to have the same conversation. And at the end of the day, there seems to be no, no resolution. No justice, no finish. And I think that is the frustrating thing. It's very hard to understand as a black man why the color of your skin makes people scared of you. As they say, and I hear it all the time, not every cop is a bad cop. Not every black person is a bad person. Plain and simple. And I have a lot of cops who are my friends, have cops who work for me. They are incredible people. We share so my best friend that could share tons of stories. Like it, it, it's amazing. They're amazing people, but they're always, always in everything. Um, you know, these situations, especially there are people who make one entire profession, one group of people look bad. And as a black man, uh, in this country, a country that's supposed to be free, a country that's supposed to have your back, supposed to be your country, you work so hard for, and your families work so hard for, my father in the military, all these years serving this country, but not have the freedoms that you're fighting for others to have. Not having the respect you're fighting for others to have, but expected to give respect is, um, is the hardest part. And, you know, everyone, I would probably imagine being, being, being famous, being, being, you know, known. Does it help? Yeah, in some ways it does, you know, but, but a lot of times somebody doesn't know you're famous. A week and a half ago, I'm in the car driving, nice car, just driving. I get pulled over, a cop pulls over for nothing. I'm not speeding. I'm in traffic. I'm nothing. Just doing nothing but driving while black and comes up to my window, looks in and goes, Oh, Michael, I'm such a big fan. When I was a kid, I had to go trick-or-treating just to come by your house hoping to meet you. And what a way to meet me by pulling me over for doing nothing. That's not the first time, many, many, many times over my years. But it's just little things like that, just agitate. But imagine if, if, if you're not famous, 
Imagine if it happened to you all the time. Imagine if you're, you're getting pushed around and disrespected and talked to in a way that makes you feel subhuman. And to see George Floyd die the way he died with such a callous attitude towards his life, such uh, uh, disdain for the public who is begging you to let that man breathe, it angers me, angers me. I get the protests. I understand the protests. I do not agree with the looting and the rioting because that's taking advantage of a situation and dishonoring George Floyd and all the others who we know of who have died senselessly at the hands of the police. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked and surprised we got to keep having these conversations over and over again. Over and over again. Every, every few months, every year, or whatever, feel like we're having these conversations over and over again. And it has to stop because people are human beings. We need to look and respect each other as a human being, as we would treat your family, expect them to be treated when they walk out the house. You shouldn't have to worry that they're not going to come back and they possibly won't come back. I mean, my son was put in the back of a cop car and they walked the person by to look in the back to say if that him or not, because he looked like someone they said was Dominican who had robbed someone. Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen, people. So am I, am I pissed? Absolutely. But as a black man, if I show too much anger, then you're scared of me. Shouldn't be the case. Shouldn't be the case. And, um, I hold on to hope. That's it. Hold on to hope. Hope my kids can grow up and be in a place that's better than the place that, that we're in right now. And that's the only thing we can hope for and if it doesn't change now i don't know what's going to take to change it because now the power is not in the politicians the power is not in some grand speech the problem the, the, the power is in the people people make a change we all know that so we need to stop depending i feel on others to change for us and we got to get together and we got to make a change for ourselves in a positive way in a peaceful way if possible um Continue to have these conversations. I think it's important. Continue to respect each other. That's, that's important. And most of all, God, just, I'm angry, angry, upset, sad, scared, all that. And, um, Hopefully, um, there's some change coming. Michael Strahan. Hold on to hope and power in the people. And uh, we just we saw how powerful the people's movement is and the NFL players and the significance uh, of the video that we saw posted by Roger Goodell representing the uh, 32 owners in the NFL Shield last night. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.